Is there anyone, and I mean anyone, that you want in this Giants passing game in your Dynasty Leagues? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also check her out at Pro Football Focus. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm ready for uh, ready for some weekend football. We had an interesting, interesting Thursday night football sure. matchup. Um, yeah, it, I think that's that's to say the least. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to go. We've got a lot of uh, injuries that we're going to have to overcome, so that's why we're here to help everybody out, um, help you get back on track and make sure that we're we're going to absolutely crush it this season with your dynasty rosters. I'm most excited for promotion commotion though, yeah. as usual, my favorite segment of the week. Yes. We will get that in this segment three, talking about some players to promote from your bench into your starting lineups. But Kate, we have got to talk about the game last night. I want to start on the giant side because yet again, it was a game where basically you got nothing out of anybody in this giants, uh, uh passing offense, Daniel Jones, 22 of 32 for 137 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. The leading receiver, was Darius Slayton, three for 32 on six targets. (laughs) Gary Brightwell, two for 31. Paris Campbell, six for 24. We did see Wondell Robinson come back. We can mention him, four for 21. Uh, If you started Jalen Hyatt, you got a goose egg there. Didn't even record a target. I had a couple prop bets on FanDuel about Isaiah Hodgins. He got one target, no catches. Is there anybody that you like in this offense long-term? Because the short-term looks pretty bleak. No. (laughs) (laughs) like I I don't know what to do with this offense genuinely speaking like Marcus even in terms of Saquon Barkley who who you really like as a player like he's injured it's really difficult to imagine any type of usable efficiency in this offense um I you know there's there's still not a standout player to this point. And I really thought it was going to be Darren Waller. So kind of interested to hear your opinions on Darren Waller. Um, you know, a, a player that I think both of us were extremely high on heading into this season. How do you rank him rest of season, knowing that this is the state of the giants offense? It's tough. I, I <laughs> there's so many different things I want to say here. Uh, I, I'm not knocking him a ton because two of his first three matchups were the Cowboys and the 49ers. Like you're just not going to get teams that have much better pass rushes and linebacker play than those two teams. But at the same time, it's not like <laughs> the Giants still have to see the Cowboys later in the, the year. They still have to play the, the Eagles twice in Washington's defense, I think is going to be pretty good. So and remember, the Giants also play that they play the AFC East this year, which pretty good with defenses between the Jets and the Bills and the Patriots and the Dolphins. Right? It's it's going to be tough sledding for Darren Waller, Kate. But I mean, you'd have to rank other tight ends ahead of him. And like, are you putting Pat Fryermuth ahead of him after what we've seen over the last two weeks? 
No. Are you putting Dalton Kincaid over him? No. Are you playing Kyle Pitts over him? I would say absolutely not. So as much as we're probably down on Darren Waller, and as even though I'm not excited to start him, there's just no way that I can really put anybody else ahead of him right now. What is kind of hilarious, though, is that like, it's really by process of elimination that that he's ranked as highly as he is. Um, Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great point is like, okay, so you want to move Darren Waller down in your rankings. Where should you start? There's nobody that you can feel confident. in. at least I think Darren Waller, you feel a little bit more confident maybe in his volume and maybe in the idea that he could bounce back. Maybe this offense does get into rhythm eventually. Um, Now to be fair, like I think, we saw some some bigger holes in the 49ers defense than we expected, but this is still a very good defense that I think yeah. Yeah. greatly outmatches the offense. It, you saw that with the Dallas Cowboys. That defense was greatly mismatched over the offense. Not every single week are they going to be – like these are two top five defenses. So I do think there's a, a world where this offense looks better. How much better? I don't know. But – Let's see what it looks like when they're not playing a top five defense before we totally jump off ship. But yeah, I'm ready I mean, to jump off ship. They've got games coming up, which I expect Waller to be better. Like they play next Monday night. I know you get another primetime New York Giants game. I don't know what we did to deserve this. But <sighs> we got it. Uh, home against the Seahawks. He could have a big game there. But the problem, Kate, and you're going to see this all year long, is the schedule is just pretty unrelenting, right? It's at Miami at Buffalo, home against the Commanders, home against the Jets, does have a nice game against the Raiders before they play the Cowboys, Commanders, Patriots, Packers, Saints, Eagles, Rams, uh, uh, Eagles. So it's – uh, we said this on, the, I think, Monday show. There's a couple players that you're going to have on your teams where you're just going to put them in your lineup and then just don't watch them, right? <laughs> don't watch the, these because it's going to be really frustrating. You're going to see Daniel Jones miss him high – and you maybe get frustrated by the usage, but I do think as the year goes on, he'll be more productive. I want to know, is there anybody else in this offense that's even worth a speculative ad? Is it Jalen Hyatt, who we saw make a big play last week? Is it Isaiah Hodgins? Is there anybody that excites you at all? Mm, great question. Um, I mean, I still like Jalen Hyatt, um, you know, just long-term, but like in terms of immediate immediate production that you can project i'm i'm just kind of out on these giants i'll give you one before we we move on i'm still intrigued by wandell robinson what last last night was wandell robinson's first game coming back after the injury and again nothing great he was four for 21 but i did like that he got five targets i like that they got him involved and I've got to assume as the year goes on, maybe he'll start to get more of those Paris Campbell targets. And maybe maybe we start to see him be a consistent six for 60 every week, which that's better than anything else we've seen so far. Technically, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I just wonder, like, how many of these players are you actually going to be able to get excited about? I don't think. He's the only one. Like, I, I could see his role being – big enough that you could rely on him as like a wide receiver three in PPR leagues, but still a lot has to happen for us to even get to that point. Yeah. It's, it's tough sledding here. um, Navigating the, the different assets in this offense. And 
again, I think the best approach, if you are going to have to roll with any of these players, is um, don't watch the games. Yeah, don't <laughs> watch sorry. the games. Don't, don't watch the games. It'll be don't do that to yourself. Okay, uh, let's talk about the other side of the ball. The 49ers who continue to look absolutely amazing on offense. Is Brock Purdy still an underrated dynasty asset? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their lowest price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. My favorite part of Game Time is that when you go onto the app, it shows you exactly what your seats look like, so you won't be surprised at all when you get there. And it'll show you the all-in price, including the fees and taxes. So again, you won't be surprised when you check out. Buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to dig through your email to find them. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Term supply, again, create an account. Redeem promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We also want to tell you about DoorDash. You guys know DoorDash. Are you missing your syrup for your pancakes in the morning? Or maybe you ran out of your favorite coffee creamer. Kate, you and I love coffee. This is both – we've had this before. You pour a nice cup of coffee. You don't have your creamer. It's so frustrating. With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver some of your restaurant favorite foods. Now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they're going to make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries that you just that it's like you just picked out for yourself. If you want even more value, listen up. You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20, up to a $20 value when you use promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. It's a limited time offer in terms of apply, but again, that's 50% off uh, up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter promo code locked on NFL. Don't forget that is promo code locked on NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Welcome back to the locked on dynasty football podcast. We want to let you know uh, that football season is here. You guys obviously know that and locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on NFL kickoff live each Friday. Locked on will go live from two to 4 PM Eastern on every locked on NFL YouTube channel host Tanitra Batiste. Jarvis Davis and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. 
Okay, let's talk about the 49ers uh, from this game. Brock Purdy, massive game, 20 of 35, sorry, 25 of 37 for 310 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, This was one of the best games of his career. You and I were talking pre-show. I think he's a little bit underrated in Dynasty. Do you agree? Well, I don't. Um, You know, I I think we saw a a fine game from Brock Purdy, right? 310 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Yet again, two passing touchdowns. That's like his favorite number. Uh, Which is good. I'm good with that. You, you give me 300 yards and two passing touchdowns every week, I, I, I'm good. That's fine. But you know what? The the biggest, most glaring thing that continues to stand out on the stat sheet, negative one rushing yards. That is not good for It's a lot of kneel downs is what's going on here, Kate. Let's just yeah. be on. I'm just saying. But like any, any sort of rushing attack, he doesn't. He's not a mobile quarterback. And that that paired with the fact that like I don't see like I, I don't think he's going to pass for 37 attempts um in every single game here I thought he looked good but average in this game um I thought you know there was you know a lot of um it, it like it, average he looked average to me and you know what Marcus like that 310 passing yard game with two passing touchdowns amounted to 20 fantasy points that's fine but like I can find that on the waiver wire in most leagues like obviously not in dynasty but like who cares my question Um, is who cares I care and the reason I care is because I think he's going to be one of the most stable and consistent quarterbacks because of all the weapons he had like didn't have Brandon Ayuk in this game and still threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns and I know getting Ayuk back doesn't mean that they're going to have big games every single week but I love the stability here and the longer that he continues to play well and the more that the 49ers win he still has not lost a regular season start in eight starts right I just think (laughs) yeah I just think that he's going to be the starting quarterback of the 49ers. And we know that produces fantasy points. Now it might not have the ceiling of some of these other quarterbacks, but when I look at dynasty league football and I see all the other quarterbacks that are ranked ahead of him, I I, I just don't get it. Like Jared Goff, for example, and this is, this ADP is a little out of date because it's before the year started, but Jared Goff at QB 19 or Brock Purdy at QB 23. I would much rather just have Brock Purdy. Say I like Jared Goff there. I think the ceiling's higher. Um, but Goff isn't going to run either, right? So then it comes down to which team do you think is going to have the more consistent and the higher powered offense? And I just think it's going to be the 49ers. I I think that's fine. Um, but I I think we've already seen at least when Jared Goff. <clears throat> excuse me, guys. I've been getting over a cold for about thirty years. So please bear with me as my my throat uh, does not yeah, always cooperate with me here. Um, I think we've seen though, like Jared Goff at home, his upside is top five quarterback. When have we seen upside for Brock Purdy be top five quarterback? I still yeah, think. Hold that, on, what's what's Jared Goff's upside as a road quarterback? It, there is none, and that's that's where you have. So you to just have, you just can't play him. Then, that's right. That's where you have the wherewithal as a fantasy manager, and and you know you you bench him for maybe his his backup Brock Purdy like I'm I, I'm just saying I I think like at least you have that top five ceiling with Jared Goff that doesn't exist with Brock Purdy and it doesn't even seem to matter how well he plays like 
it doesn't matter what the his lack of running and I, I think the lack of um ceiling as a passer I don't I, I, I think especially in two quarterback leagues, he's somebody that I absolutely want as my QB two because he's just he's loaded on offense with playmakers. He's getting a lot of passing yards. The yards per attempt are way up, and they're just a threat to score a lot of touchdowns. And they've got some really easy matchups coming up. I I actually think the Giants have a little bit of an underrated defense. Um, they played the Steelers in Week One, who I think the Steelers defense is better than what they've showed so far. They've got some cupcake games coming up where I think he's going to put up a ton of points. I want him as my QB two paired with, you know, like I've got, I've got uh, Lamar Jackson in a lot of leagues. Like I would love Brock Purdy as my QB two. And Frank, I'm going to try to make as many trades now before we get out of September, before I see his ADP rise way, way up, because I just think he's a good quarterback. I think that's fair. Um, I, like I, I really do. Um, Brock Purdy, I still think for as much as you've seen from him, right? Like I still think we're probably going to see, um, you know, like as much as you like his stat line in week three, I still think we're going to come out and we're probably going to see, you know, another, I don't know, like 10 quarterbacks ranked ahead of him. Oh um, yeah. One, well, let's play a little game. Let's play a game one of, top five finish so far in his career. Yes, one. but how many top ten finishes? I'm sure he has a ton, though. Um, let's see. I've got one, two, and this would be the third uh, regular season. That's not bad. Out of what eight starts? Out of eight starts, uh, it's just right. like mid. It's not like he's winning oh. you weeks, Marcus. All right. It's mid. Let, let's let's go through some quarters. Brock Purdy is mid for fantasy. Oh, I said it. Uh, Sam Howell or Brock Purdy? Sam Howell. No, I'd, I'll take Brock Purdy. Uh, Desmond Ritter or Brock Purdy? I'll take Brock Purdy. Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy? Uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> okay. You already said you're on the J- Jared Goff side. Uh, Kyler Murray or Brock Purdy? Kyler Murray. I'll take Brock Purdy. Uh, what? Kirk, Cous- <laughs> Kirk Cousins or Brock Purdy? Kirk Cousins. That one's closer for me. I, I, we're, ar- we're arguing about the overall QB one for fantasy right now. Yeah, I know. It's just that Kirk Cousins is 35. I, I, I would lean Kirk Cousins, but to me that Kirk Cousins is being drafted as QB 17. That's probably at least where I'm having discussions going into the year. Brock Purdy was being drafted as QB 23. Uh, he's going to go higher than that. One last one, Jordan love or Brock Purdy. Jordan love. I'll take Brock Purdy. So we just disagree on Brock Purdy. That's fine. Uh, we should mention some other players in this game. Christian McCaffrey, 18 uh, for 85 and a touchdown on the ground. Five for 34 as a receiver. He's RB1. I don't see that changing anytime soon. And Dynasty, Debo had a really good game. Six for 129 in the receiving game with a touchdown. Also had two rushing yards. Uh, George Kittle, nice bounce back game from him. Seven for 90, uh, no touchdowns. But it was kind of one of those, like, you start your studs and the 49ers offense is going to run through McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle. So I, there's, there wasn't a lot else for anybody else in this offense. This is like a, this is my takeaway from the game, honestly, like a, across the board. And I know it's the stupidest takeaway ever, but God, Christian McCaffrey is so freaking good. <laughs> like good. he just looks it, like there was a, a moment he caught, um, he caught a ball out of the backfield and I was watching him and I said like his acceleration and determination, like 
you literally saw fire blazing in his eyes as he was speeding down this. And I, I was just, there was just this moment um, of appreciation for Christian McCaffrey that like, I, I think we take for granted sometimes just how good he is and mm-hmm. just expect that greatness. But like every now and then kind of like, you know, when you're at your wedding, right. You want to take a step back and watch as, as the, the people you love do, you know, celebrate you and, and all that. That's what you should do for Christian McCaffrey every, every now and again, just yeah. appreciate the greatness. Uh, let's do Promotion Commotion, our favorite segment of the week, next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and nerds, you all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun that I've ever had playing daily fantasy sports. You can win up to 25 times your money. My favorite thing is all the different stats and players that are out there. You can even pick targets or tackles or interceptions or yard or you know total yards. There's just so many different things to choose from. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. And use promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, go to PricePix.com slash Lockdown and use promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right, it's everybody's favorite segment. It's promotion commotion, and before we even get started, Kate. We need to congratulate you on your call last week of Robert Woods. He had a fantastic game. Hopefully he helps some people win uh, their fantasy matchups. So who do you have for us this week? This is going to be a really ugly one, guys. Um, I actually think that Baker Mayfield is like a really solid play this week. <laughs> and so like we, you know, if, if you know, you were, were wondering like what quarterbacks would Kate have wanted to start over Brock Purdy this week? Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay Bucks. And he's killing it, right? PFF uh, passing grade of 81 ranks third best among quarterbacks. Um, really good, uh, has, has been really good at, at protecting the ball. Um, Mayfield is tied for the six most completions of 20 more air yards this season. He's dominating catches with Mike Evans. Now, like, I feel like there's uh, this perception, and it's not without merit, that the Eagles defense is really, really good. And they are really, really good. But here's the thing. The secondary, though they are loaded with talent, they are banged up right now. And to this point, the, you know, I know it's only through two weeks, but um, the Eagles have allowed the second most passing yards and a league high seven passing touchdowns to opposing offenses through two weeks. This could be like, if, if you have Baker Mayfield on your roster and you're not starting him in this matchup, you might as well drop him like yeah, I, I cake. The other one I would say is Andy Dalton. Like if you're just scrambling for a quarterback, maybe you had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I think Andy Dalton against Seattle is a pretty decent matchup. I think Andy Dalton's going to be pretty competent, but I agree. I would rather have Baker than Dalton this week. Um, how gross do you want to be this week? In Very gross. Okay. Disgusting. Disgust me. You don't. 
you you really don't want to start Kyle Pitts in your in your fantasy leagues right now. You're probably still on the fence about starting Drake London. But how about the number two receiver in this offense, Mac Hollins? Who actually he's the number one receiver, my well, man. He leads this team in passing yards. Or in receiving yards. And I or, honestly, yes. I, I, I think this is a really good matchup for him. The the Lions are pretty they're pretty decimated at the cornerback position. He's going to have a massive size advantage over every cornerback that he plays this week. Um, it's in Detroit. I think that's going to be a shootout. He's getting five targets per game. I won't be surprised if it's a six or seven target game for him. And if you need somebody who's got a little bit of size uh, and a little bit of uh, you know upside here, I, I kind of like Mac Hollins with some touchdown upside. Yeah, this actually feels like a really good week for promotion commotion. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, with the injuries, like you might have these guys stash on your bench. How about another gross one? Craig Reynolds, Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's another one I had. Yeah. You've got David Montgomery, who still through two weeks was super, super involved, too involved uh, to the dismay of Jameer Gibbs managers. Um, now after Montgomery left the game, uh, with an injury, a thigh injury, doesn't sound like he's good to go. I don't know if he's been officially ruled out yet, but I have no expectations okay. of him playing. Um, Reynolds and Gibbs actually played, uh, 10 snaps and 13 snaps respectively. So like Gibbs was not on the field for a hundred percent of snaps. Once you saw, uh, David Montgomery go down with injury, Craig Reynolds received three carries to Gibbs as one and it, you know, a hundred percent of those carries on first and second down went to Craig Reynolds. I think that this team wants to have that sort of traditional first and second down back and in use Jameer Gibbs as, you know, primarily a receiver and, um, you know, find other unique ways to get him the ball, but do not be surprised if Craig Reynolds has like 15 touches in this game. I would not at all. Last one for me. Um, I know you were excited about Calvin Austin last week. Only one catch for 10 yards. This week, the matchup is just so much better. The Browns have some really good cornerbacks. He was going up against Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, two young athletic corners. This week, it's Marcus Peters, who is 33 years old, who has lost all of his quick twitch ability. You're playing in a dome, and I think the Steelers are going to open up their offense a little bit more. And I think Kenny Pickett's just going to have more time to throw the ball. Still no Deontay Johnson. Allen Robinson playing in the slot. I think this is a game where the Steelers try to get Calvin Austin involved in the screen game. I think they're going to take some shots down the field. I think this is a really good post-type flex play uh, against a defense I just don't think is very good. That's a a new term, I think, that we're going to post-type flex play. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I I I got one more that I want you guys to promote because the tight end position is gross. You don't want to play Kyle Pitts. I've got, you know, a, a... a different asset for you. This is the week to play Taysom Hill. Just FYI, Jamal Williams, uh, you know, with a hamstring injury, you've got Alvin Kamara, you know, still suspended for another week. You might actually see Taysom Hill, see a decent carry load last week, saw it nine carries for 56 yards and a score. Once again, a cheat code for the tight end position. But I think if you have him on your bench, this is a week to play him. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty Football your first listen of the day. Uh, We post uh, shows to YouTube every single day. Go check it out there. We are free and available on all platforms. 
Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Maggio. Go check out her work out at Pro Football Focus. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy week three, and we'll be back on Monday to break it all down.